Now for the ultimate question. The question that has been riding most of us our entire lives, our entire lives, 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 lives of thousands of years and thousands of people, millions of people past. What is humanity? What does it mean? Not just not just all the underlying controversial issues like abortion issues and the death penalty and issues like that. But what is life? What does it mean? What does it mean to have life? And what does it mean to be human? What what is that experience? And if you had to describe it to someone who was either never experienced it or experienced it in this decidedly different way than you have, how would you describe that to someone? How would you describe what it means to be human? And could you? Because if, if, if I put some thought to it and I thought about it, I don't know that I could. Because I don't, well, one, I don't know any other way, nor would I ever know how to describe anything any other way. But how would you describe something like that if you could? And how would you go about describing that? And there's a lot of issues that come up today and have come several issues about in the past. A lot of people, a lot of authors have written about it. Isaac Asimov, it's in a lot of TV series and it's in a lot of, it's in a lot of other podcasts have talked about it, other radio shows. All over TV has talked about it. It's very, very interesting and a very, very interesting thing to think about think about to talk about there has been several games that i played and several games that i know of that deal with that issue deal with with synthetic humans and deal with androids and there's one game that i've been playing i'm going to talk a lot about, about a lot about the game maybe kind of in the background but i'm going to talk a lot about it and just refer to it a lot so i have some reference point with my notes and everything else the, the game centers around the fact that, uh, that a character, a character you play or you choose to play, goes to a dating service. And the dating service tries to match you up with your perfect match. And the perfect match that they set you up with seems like this person that is too good to be true. That is way beyond anyone's expectations of anything. And fits into you perfectly. And like I said, it's too good to be true. And it turns out, as you find out later as you're playing the game and going through the storyline, that that person is an android. That, th And the question is then brought up by your character and other characters, is that, what does that mean? You're human, that that person's an android. What does it mean that you're human? Can you tell that other person what the human experience is? And... The one thing that their character says that is really awesome and that I really believe in all aspects of everything is that sometimes there's more to, there's more to humanity than being human. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it's the person, not the fact that they're human, that makes you part of humanity. And what the character is saying, what the person is saying is that you are more human I know you're an android and you think that and you see, and I see that sometimes you are you are more human than the humans that I surround myself with you are more like what you've what what you're dealing with you are more like us like me than most of the other people around me and is the experience with being human 
what you take in and what you experience in the world. Like, like I refer to Cirrus and her, and her twin sister Kate and her her twin sister Alyssa. They're exact. They're, they're clones of each other. But what makes them different is their experiences in the world. What makes you become who you are as you age, as you grow grow up through the world, is your experience, how you experience the world and how the world comes into contact with you and you react to it. So is what makes someone what makes someone human the organs and the heart and the brain and everything inside of us? Or is it our experiences with the world and what we internalize? And what the world means to us that makes us a human being. And it's my argument, and it's an argument in this game and in several situations, that what makes us human, what truly makes us human, is our experiences and our connection to the world and our feelings and our connections with the world, not what's inside of us. It's far deeper and far more important and far more sentimental and emotional than that. So in this game, where they're going through the world and the, your character has this perfect date with I've seen I played it I've seen right now Sirius and Kaylee are playing it and I'm going to use Sirius and Kaylee's experience with the game because they're the ones who played it more and more recently than me but I'm going to use their experience in it. so I'm going to refer to it so what kind of this makes a lot of sense to me is that as their character is going through the games what makes their character connect to this android is the fact that they're not seeing they're they're relating to and they're falling in love with this person who they're falling in love with how that person acts and responds to them and responds to the world and responds to stimulus they're not reacting to the fact that they're a synthetic human in several stories that I've read and several research that I'm doing. They don't react to that. They react to what the what that android or that person is putting out there. And they're falling in love with the person who who they've become. Now yes, these several issues several situations and several issues have come about and have occurred is that if an android in this game, if an android is programmed, they're programmed to be someone's perfect love. They're programmed to be a character's natural fit. So are they reacting to what they've gathered and they have they achieved sentience? Are they a sentient being? And in the game, the android is. The android becomes a sentient being. And that that establishes that means to me that they are a person all of their own. They're completely unlike anything else that's that anything else this company that, that created them and created all other matches like them they're not like those other those other androids they're sentient that person that person is sentient is a, is an individual all amongst themselves and the situ and so it becomes what you can adapt to and what you learn as you grow up and and so is that your, the, your character in the game, the characters match. The characters of the person is android, achieves sentience. She becomes a sentient being. And she acts and reacts and behaves and does everything on her own, independent of her, independent of her programming and independent of how she was created. She develops a life all of her own and all for herself. And that's, that's what it means to be human. 
that's what humanity is. She develops individuality, and she develops. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of topics and a lot of discussion that have that has gone into this. And a lot of thoughts have gone into this, and I've played this game several times. I played it a few times myself. They're playing it for the second time, I believe, the second time themselves, and it brings up a lot of very interesting, yes, moral questions, moral questions, moral thoughts, moral a moral dilemma. It brings up everything. Very, very interesting stuff. Like, like I said, what does it mean to be human? And it brings up the situation that, that I've always believed on everything. Love is love. Love doesn't care about anything. The only thing that matters to love is that it affects two people, any two people, and that the people that the, what the people feel for each other is genuine, and both parties perceive that as genuine, as fitting each other perfectly. So that's that's what matters. Love is love. Love love can can affect inf- anyone. In fact, anyone, anytime, for any reason, it doesn't, it doesn't care. Love can affect two men. It can affect two women. It can affect a man and a woman. In this example, for this episode, it can affect a man and a robot, a woman, and a, a woman and a robot, a man and android, a woman and android. It can affect, it can, it can affect anyone. Love is love. And in the game, the android express to to the character what she's feeling is different than what she was programmed to feel. What she's feeling is different than anyone else in this company that created her, than anyone else has ever felt. She's, it's different. And your character tells her, and, your char- and other characters tell her, it's love. What you're feeling is love. And, and you're, the character says to her, you're in love with me, and I'm in love with you. And what you're feeling is love, and that's that's none of none of none of the other androids like you have that experience. You've achieved something. You've achieved the sentience. You've achieved something that no one else has, and no other being has. So no other being like you has, and that makes you different. That makes you all of your own. And like I said, this it, it achieves sentience. They achieve individuality and that's what makes them all now no i know this sounds like a terminator salvation or a terminator thing like skynet invading us all but it's not a it's it's not at all like that and yes i get where your reference is and where you're thinking about that and where you're all coming to that but think of the human genome as a string of pearls that is three billion pearls long the human genome project succeeded in reading that string one group of scientists would like to develop technology for the in, for for the inexpensive and precisely writing for inexpensively and precise and precisely writing that string. They argue it can lead to improved organ transplantation, vaccines, and medicines, and new ways to fight cancer and other infections. Although they are not interested in creating humans from synthetic human genomes, ethical concerns about what their work could lead to has caused many scientists, including the director of the National Institutes of Health, to raise the red flag. So, yes, I get that. And there's a lot of... I, under, I understand that debate and I understand that thought and understand that process, what's going, what goes through a lot of people's heads. 
I know I said it before in a previous episode, just because it's not there doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because we are saying we can't do it or we, we shouldn't do it doesn't mean we can't. Doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Now, thousands and thousands of books and novels and everything have told us that, like, Terminator stuff, this guy is going to over- overrun the world and we're all screwed. It has taught us things like that. It's very, it's very bizarre and very, very weird and very just disturbing. Bad things can happen. But you have to think about it as... I know it's, this, is, this is a weird comparison and a weird thing to say and a weird thing to sound like this, but cats are different. Cat, cats are different than human beings. Dogs are different than human beings. Yet they're sentient beings. And they deserve as much freedom... They deserve as much freedom as we do. So, if an android comes along and someone creates an android and, and an android becomes a sentient being, they should be, shouldn't they be treated as equal? Shouldn't they be treated as not, not projects, not property of a company? They, there's a, there's a lot of. You see what I'm There's a lot of debate on this issue and a lot of thought that goes through a lot of people's heads. Also, I, if, you, if you just heard, I had a little bit of accompaniment in the background there with a with a crow kind of in the background there and also being kind of echoed by a rather fat-looking seagull off to my left here. That's the crow that you just heard. So you hear a crow in the background kind of accompanying me in the background and a rather fat seagull off to my right here, my left here, sitting on sitting by a lake. So, apologize for the background noise there. It's, a lot of this is just, it's very interesting. The word was coined from the Greek root, from a Greek root. And the suffix oid, O-I-D, having the form of likeness of. In Greek. However, the first part is an adjective, while the term android is used in reference to a human-looking robot in general. A robot with a female appearance... Really, I didn't know this part. A robot with a female appearance... This is from Wikipedia, because I referenced my notes. Because I wrote it down and said, this sounds really weird. Go back to Wikipedia and reference it there. A robot with a female appearance can also be referred to as gynoid. G-Y-N-O-I-D. The Oxford English Dictionary traces the earliest use of androids to Ephraim Chambers' 1728 Cyclopedia in references to the to an automaton that Sir Albertus Magnus allegedly created. By the late 1700s, androids' elaborate mechanical devices resembling humans performing human activities. Well, I guess in this example of androids, it's saying that... Pro- saying like robots you know that robotic hand that can open a package for you or that can hand you like in the big bang theory hand you napkins at the dinner table or hand you soy sauce or soy sauce packets at the dinner table stuff like that that i guess what can be said as or can be thought of as similar to android i guess that's probably what they meant by the early things of android the early uses of android the term android was used in a more modern sense by the french author auguste villers de 
Auguste Villers does Eels Adam and his work tomorrow's Eve. The story features an art an artificial human like robot named Hadley. H A D A L Y Hadley. As said by the officer in the story, in this age of Raelian advancement, who knows what goes on in the mind of those responsible for these mechanical dolls. The term made an impact into English pulp science fiction, starting from Jack Williamson's The, Co- the Cometeers, and, distinct- and the distinction between mechanical robots and fleshy androids was popularized by Edmund Hamilton's Captain Future. There's, it goes several several um, references have gone very far and gone a lot distant into into exploring this whole issue, exploring what it means to be. The term droid oh yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars reference here. The term droid popularized by George Lucas in the original Star Wars film and now used widely within science fiction, originated as an abridgment of android, duh, but has been used by Lucas and others to mean any robot, any robot, including this, including this distinctly non-human forms, forms like R2-D2. The word android was used in Star Trek, the, the original series episode, what are, what are little girls made of? The abbreviation Andy, coined as, as a pejorative by writer, writer Philip K. Dick in his novel Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, has seen some future usage, such as within the TV series Total Recall 2070. Authors have used the term android in more diverse ways than robot or cyborg. In some fictional works, the difference between a robot and android is only superficial, with androids being made to look like humans on the outside, but with robot-like internal mechanics. In other stories, authors have used the word android to mean a wholly organic yet artificial creation. Other fictional depictions of androids fall somewhere in between. So, there's another another depictions have have skewed several ways from there, and from those points. A lot of have become to mean, so the, the term has been adapted from being Android and being, being those reference points in that background on Android into synthetic humans, and I think a lot of what synthetic human may mean, as I've done research for a story I'm writing and other things, and other and other episodes I've been working on, is that a synthetic human is more is is close to. Well, I guess a good reference would be those who know Star Trek, and those who have heard and know or know know enough about Star Trek to be able to reference it. A reference could be the Borg, where the Borg are the bar the Borg have have machine or mechanical implants when you get when you get assimilated. You know, a lot of people I know have called it getting Borgified, but when you get assimilated, the person who gets assimilated gets gets shot in or, or gets um, implants, mechanical implants in them. So in a sense, that's what I was led to believe and a lot of reading, a lot of stories have led me to believe is meant by a synthetic human. A human that's not a real human, that's synthetic, that has 
that has its skeleton or that has parts of it that are machine, like a metal skeleton, like Wolverine in, in Marvel Comics, Animantium, that has metal or, or machine uh, skeleton and bone, internal bone organs, not organs, internal like, like, like metal bones or like ligaments and tendons that are, that are, that are, that are medical, the medical alloys or metal alloys instead of actual ligaments and tendons in the joints. And then the stuff that's on top of that, where we have bones and skeleton, skeleton for bones, the, the, and the organs go on top of the bones. For a synthetic human, the organs would go on top of the metal, and rest in the metal. So they're part, they're part android, part machine, part metal, part human. So they have, they have biological, biological parts and biological counterparts. And that's a lot of the story and a lot of the things that I've read is what meant, what seems to be meant by the term synthetic human. And I've kind of gone off on that with, with something of stuff that I've been researching, been trying to get into. If you were to have a character, if you were to have something to explore something where one person was, one, one of your characters was a, is a human being and she falls in love with a synthetic human who has a feeling that something is wrong or something is not quite right with she sees people who have fallen off their bike or people who have sorry I yawned there people who have tripped and fallen or fallen off their bikes and broken a bone sprained a ligament I sprained my knee some my right knee sometime a long long time ago people who have done that things like that sprained or broken bones or sprained and broken ligaments and tendons they uh, when she has seen things like that, she's never had those happen to her. Never had things like that happen to her because her skeleton can't break. She doesn't have a normal skeleton like everyone. So how could, so what would that, what kind of, what kind of life would that lead? What, how, how would you, how would that happen? How would you, how would that go about happening? Or how could that occur? How could that keep going about? It's very interesting to delve into that. How would, like I said earlier, how would an adult human being explain to an adult person who has just discovered they're, they're a synthetic human or discovered they're an android and they're kind of like a child, a baby, re-experiencing what it means to be human or trying to experience what it means to be human at a, at a much older age in their mid-20s or mid to late 20s. They're experiencing all the stuff that their significant other is experiencing so late in life for the first time. And as that significant other, as that person, how would you explain that to them? And could you? And a lot of the situations that have occurred and a lot of stories that have occurred throughout the process of this game that I'm seeing the girls play is that, yeah, you would definitely explain it to them. You would be, you'd be as sweet and comforting and amazing as understanding as you could because you love this person you're in love with this person and you want to you want them to be happy and they can express everything to you they can express all that to you the happiness the the whatever they can express all that to you you and they go through the thought process they go through all this they go through all through all everything thinking 
Okay, everything that I was told was my family, where I came from. My mom, who used to to borrow a line from the game. A mom who used to sing to me and cuddle me when it was storming outside and when it was uh, thunderstorming outside so I wouldn't get scared. She would hug me. Did that ever actually happen? Since I'm an, a synthetic human or an android, did that, actually ever ha- did that actually ever happen? Was I... Did I have a childhood? Was I young? Was I ever the child that you've been describing in so many of your tales? Was I ever that young? And how would you... How would you how would you explain that or could you explain that? Because this other person didn't have a childhood. They just came into being as a twenty four year old and just came into existence. Just like and just just snap into existence. How would you explain that? And could you? And I guess you would explain it with the best all the stories that you remember as a child and show them pictures. In in the game's case you would show her pictures of what you went through as a kid and what it means to be a kid from your perspective from what you experienced and sure they would they would feel cheated they would feel lost like they missed out on so much they missed out on an essential experience of life that could connect them to something that they've been told they're trying to be or they're trying to emulate or trying to become part of they missed out on so much and by describing all this to them you're kind of you're kind of giving them that back and I know it's hard to people to roll their eyes and go well this person that you're in love with isn't a real person they didn't they don't experience things like you do like you think you sit down and think and thoughts go through your brain they don't have a brain they have a metal skull and they have a metal metal circuitry and stuff that thought things occur to them and blips like that things occur through that and thoughts occur through that and are they really thoughts in the same way that yours are and the and so so that is valid to think like that and to be well yeah i get that i understand all that but at the root of everything like i said earlier love is blind love is love love exists to anyone and anything and love is the greatest and most wonderful most amazing power of all it infects everything affects anything and everything and it doesn't care what it affects and it has no restrictions it has no bearings and no boundaries it will affect anyone and everything as long as you love that person as long as you're in love with that significant other and that person it doesn't matter who they are or what they are you love them and the mission in life the mission in everyone's life is to be loved and to find love and to fall in love with someone and we can't control that we never could we don't know who we can love we don't know who we're going to love we don't know when it's going to hit us it just hits you and all that's important all that matters to anyone is that you love someone and that someone is someone loves you and it doesn't matter who that someone is it doesn't matter if that if it's two women if it's two men if it's a man and a woman a man and an android a woman and an android or in the game's case a woman and a female android it doesn't it doesn't matter it all that matters in this story and all that will ever matter is that this character loves someone 
and that, that that someone as she does and that that someone else loves her and knows what she's feeling is love that's that's amazing that's incredible that's that's everything and as long as you love someone as long as there's love there nothing else matters everything else can be overcome you can fight through everything you can fight fight with everything you can battle through anything i think the definition of life can't one can't really be defined and you can't really say what it is but i think a lot of keys for a lot of people a lot of what a lot of people say what is life what does it mean to have life i think one of the ways you can you can clear that up or you can help define that is what 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 life means is love love leads to life love and life go hand in hand as long as you go through life finding someone and someone finds you as long as you have love and you feel love your life is complete your life is as complete as it can be or you may not feel that it is but for the moment it's as full as it can be and i know in the game situation the the character the 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 girl's character loves this person it's in love with this with this android with this person and the android is in love with them and that's that that means they they're fulfilled everything they are as human as anyone else around them it's a great thing to feel it's a great thing to try and experience and i don't know that life will ever be truly defined but an essential part of life an essential part to even begin to defining life and to begin to understanding it is love is to is having love and feeling love and loving someone it's just it's 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 incredible so what is life love love is life or love yeah love is life and love is for anyone anyone and everyone in whatever form that takes it's it's beyond incredible it's beyond anyone's anyone's imagination everyone it's the most amazing thing in the world and the greatest feeling in the world and the greatest thing in the world and everyone anyone everyone should have it and anyone everyone should experience it as much as as, um, as much as you can and as intently as you can so do our it's a bit of a gray area and i know it's really weirdly science fiction science sci-fi kind of long distance shot here but do do androids have life? Yes. They are... No, they don't have life in the sense that we do as human beings. We were born and came into the world that way. But they are living. They don't have the same organs and science that we do. But they're living. They're just as alive as the next person. Cats don't have the same... Cats don't have the exact same organs in them that we do. But they're living. Buffalo don't have the same organs inside them that we do, but they're living. Cow may have three stomachs or two stomachs or whatever, but they're living. But the same argument can kind of sort of be said that way. We, they are as alive as we are. And in the case of the game and other, in a lot of other series, they achieve 
in the, the android in the game, they achieve sentience. They become a sentient being, independent of everything else in the world, and they become an individual. And it's it's just an incredible thing to try and decipher and try and get into. And I know I kind of, hopefully I haven't kind of confused any of you or lost any of you. So especially as I've said this before in several episodes, and especially in this one, thank you all for the... Thank you all for... Well, sticking through there while I just stumbled over my words. <laughs> and thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Stick around for a little bit more. There's a little bit extra here. Hey, guys. Check out the best cruising podcast and... YouTube channel for everything cruising needed, everything cruise, cruising enjoyed, everything you love about cruising. They're experts, they know their stuff, and they're beyond awesome. You'll love the podcast, you'll love their YouTube channel. They're the best cruising podcast out there. Check out Fantastic Cruising on the podcast, on your favorite podcast devices and favorite podcast programs. And also check out Fantastic Studios on YouTube. They are beyond great. Give and Matt and Kimbra a follow. Give them a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and every other podcast you choose. They are beyond awesome, and you won't be disappointed. You won't be upset in any way, shape, or form. Please join me in supporting and giving to the Pride Foundation and the Trevor Project. When you donate to the Pride Foundation, you join thousands of supporters building a better, safer, more equitable world for LGBTQIA plus people and their families. Every gift, whether $1 or 1000 makes an impact for real people and ripples outward into our communities. There are many different ways to join and help the fight. Also go on to their websites for the Pride Foundation and the Trevor Project and donate and help in any way possible. The Trevor Project offers support and help for LGBTQIA youth all over the country and all over the world. Please show them some love and give them some support.